Welcome to the Follow the Leaders podcast, where we get a glimpse into the minds and lives of exceptional leaders and hear about their experiences, insights, and strategies for success. On today's episode, we'll hear from one heart-centered, effective leader and hear about their wisdom and perspective. So get ready to follow along. Welcome back to the podcast. I am really excited for today's conversation. I'm talking with Elena Yashob, an inspiring young leader who is making a beautiful impact in the community. Elena Yashob is a senior on the honor roll at Oshkosh High School who is working toward her global competence certificate. She is a swimmer and holds a job all while keeping up with all things high school. I learned of Elena when a friend of mine shared a news article about the inspiring work she is doing, and I was blown away. I can't wait to talk to Elena about the work she is doing to support refugee students through tutoring and mentoring and all her other leadership work. Welcome to the podcast, Elena. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. It's going to be fun. So tell us a little bit about your life as a teen leader in Wisconsin. So as trying to be a leader and a role model for other people at the same time can be really tricky sometimes, but it it's actually really rewarding. I would say that it's really fun for me to be a part of these leadership clubs in school and help out the newer people that are coming into Oshkosh West, like get to know the classes and the structure. And so though it can be challenging, it's really fun. And I've really enjoyed being a part of it through high school. That is amazing. And so fill us in on what things look like for you during the summer and also the school year, your leadership roles, like what are you involved in? Fill us in. Okay. So during the school year, I have all of my normal classes and we have an hour during the day called W hour. And that is an hour for you to sign up for a different thing every day, whether it be club involvement and meeting with your clubs or like getting help from a teacher, stuff like that. So a lot of the times during WR, you will find me in my different club meetings. An example of one of the leadership clubs I'm in is Sources of Strength, which is all across the U.S., but it is in our school as well. And we focus on trying to incorporate different parts of a wheel, such as like generosity, positive friends, mentorship, stuff like that, in order to create a really safe place for the children who are in need. So it's a very, it's a leadership oriented program, especially for suicide prevention. That's really inspiring that you have gotten involved with that. And I would imagine that a lot of students use the W hour for playing basketball or having a study hall or who knows what else. So how did you decide to devote your W hour to such an important? So for that club and for a lot of the different clubs that I'm in, the teachers talk to the head of the club and all the teachers in the school and they give names to who they think would be a good fit. And then everybody who is interested, who has also been named a good fit, goes to a training program where we talk through the different parts of the wheel and what we're looking at for the following school year. And then we just go through the year thinking of different campaigns that we can do both on social media and during some of those W hours to help people either like relieve stress, make more friends and stuff like that. So you mentioned that you have other leadership clubs that you're in besides that one? Yes, I have a couple more. Let's hear about them. (laughs) Okay, so one of them is called West is Best and it's a pretty new club for upperclassmen leaders. And that program is focused on helping underclassmen 
especially the freshmen coming in, feel comfortable in their school, knowing their way around, um, knowing tips and tricks for how to stay on top of homework, how to not be stressed out, how to do well on your finals, stuff like that, as well as touring those newer students around. So we take a big part in doing the orientation at the beginning of the year because we're touring a lot of those new students, helping them find things that they need to know how to find in order to make sure their schedule runs smoothly. And then another club that I am involved in is the Rotary Club. So that's community service involvement and stuff like that. And it sounds like this past summer has been or this summer that we're still currently in has been a really, you've had a lot of really awesome opportunities and taken a lot of opportunities to make an impact. So fill us in about some of the work you're doing this summer. All of my work that I've started doing this summer, other than one of my jobs has come to light for me from um, my capstone project. So to explain that a little bit, I am a part of the Oshkosh West High School Global Academy which is a set of like three classes. And in the third level, which is the one I just completed, it's two classes, Spanish, English, and social studies are the main three that they focus on. And it's just supposed to be more globally focused and more diverse in the way that they teach things. And after you complete the three levels of Global Academy, then you get the opportunity to do something called a capstone project, which you do a community service project focusing on a problem and what type of event you want to propose in order to solve it. And then you do some community service work to create observations to make your project. And at the end of it, if you complete your project and all the reflections and everybody can see that you worked really hard on it and that it was a really good project, you get your certificate of global competence that you mentioned earlier. So this summer, One of the jobs that I have, I have for this project, and that is the new Voices and Faces program. So it runs through the Winnebago Area Literacy Council, and they basically created a program where there's two different sets, one five-week set for high schoolers and one four-week set for middle schoolers. This is the last week of the middle school program actually right now. And we do a project-based class for about two hours teaching them English. So it focuses a lot on using the arts to teach them English rather than just trying to drill it in their brains. And so I was introduced to you through a friend who sent me, like I mentioned before, this incredible video of you showing one of the projects that you did for the Literacy Council. And it looks like, yeah, it was part of the UW Oshkosh Arts Corps program. Mm -hmm. Can I just turn it over to you to share what the video was about and about the project that you did and why you led this project? Yeah. So I'm the only high school intern that's been working with these kids. The rest of the interns are from the Arts Corps program, like you mentioned, through UWO. And they are graduating UWO students. And So I was seeing as we went through the high school program at the beginning of the summer that a lot of the kids were wearing a lot of the same clothes every day of the week or like four times a week. And so I tried to think of a way that we could make like a fun and very interactive lesson because that's what we're trying to focus on is teaching through interaction to also get them new clothes because I didn't want it to look like charity. 
because that's not what you want when you're trying to be welcomed into a new place. So I basically put on social media, a lot of different platforms and talked to like my family and close friends and my other interns. And we brought together a bunch of clothing donations that we eventually turned into a store for the kids to have a shopping day. So we sorted all these clothes out, put them on a bunch of different tables and some racks in the center, and were able to give them Monopoly money to then both learn how to budget and be able to shop for a bunch of new clothes that they could take home with them and for their families too. I love every piece of that. And we will link the video in the show notes so that listeners can take a look at this amazing video and see for themselves the setup and hear more about it from you and your team there. And it was just so impressive. So how was that received by the students? So you had it all planned out. And a lot of times in leadership, we put a lot of work and thought into things and then we have to implement them. And so I'm just curious how that went and what the reflections were and yeah, any reflections that you have from that project? Yeah. So for the first time that we went shopping and the second time, because I did it once with each of the programs, all the kids were really excited because one thing that they had always brought up when we were like talking to them about things that they like or whatever is that they really liked going shopping. So they all really liked it. And especially the first group found so many cool pieces that they were all like, taking home there was one kid I know we have a picture of it out there somewhere that this little boy put on this huge pair of like knee-high high heels and had like a bright pink bag and was just strutting around love it and yet I everybody just they all had a really good time you could tell that some of them we gave them quite a bit of money and so you could tell that some of them were like I don't know if I want to spend any more of this on me and so then they started shopping for their families I know one of the one of our boys picked out a homecoming dress, an old homecoming dress for his sister. And you could just tell that, like, especially the people that love to shop found so many great pieces that they then got to take home with them. That's incredible. That's really amazing. Can you tell us more about what your role is with the council? Yeah. So I am a paid intern in the program. So I go to this class every day and I help out with the college students. The college students are the main teachers in the program because they're going to be put in the field before I am. But I go in, I help explain rules when it's necessary, go around, answer questions, and basically just kind of like help the day go by smoother, have extra eyes, extra hands whenever they need. And then on the days where some of our interns can't make it, then I step forward and I'm the next one that is there available and ready to teach. That's awesome. Okay. I have a question. So it sounds like for this program, so you're the high school intern and you work with these college students who are about to graduate. And I'm sure there's adults in this facility as well that are staff members of the council, but it really sounds like you take the lead in a lot of different things. And so I'm curious, how do you navigate or what is it like being sometimes the youngest leader in the space? And how do you navigate that dynamic? And of course, there's the aspect of leading the children, but you're also leading projects that adults have to follow along with you. And so I'm curious about that. So it's all up to my interns that I work with. 
they're all super, super supportive. And they've all really like taken my ideas into account, even though I am the youngest. So though I don't teach as frequently as they do, they know that like some of my ideas that are good or some of the constructive criticism that I might give them like, oh, maybe you should like write this on the board so they can see it better or whatever. They take that and they actually use that to learn as well as I take the stuff that they do to learn. So having those interns that are older than you, but are so flexible and so willing to listen to all of your ideas and say, oh, maybe, maybe not this time, maybe next time, or yeah, that's a really great idea is something that's was so important to helping me like be who I am in this classroom with the kids. That's incredible. And I would imagine that when you're in their shoes and there's a ambitious high school leader who's there that you will pay that forward and honor that younger person's perspective too. So it really, that's so cool that you have such a supportive team and also major kudos to you because they clearly respect what you bring to the table and not every, in fact, most, the vast majority of high school students could not step into the role that you are in. So that is, I hope that you're really proud and I'm excited that you're out there making these impacts because the ripple goes far. I don't need to tell you, but I'm just sort of like emotional thinking about it. These kids that went home with their new objects, like for their families and just the ripple effects and I'm talking about it and then what you will have inspired them to do when they're in your shoes. Just so very cool. So what have you found has been easier than you expected in your leadership work as a teen? And the flip side of that question has what has been a challenging aspect about being a young adult working to make an impact? Mm -hmm. So the challenging aspect I would say is the age. Because if you are trying to be a leader working with people that are older than you, they do not typically respect you and take your ideas into account and what you're trying to bring to the table into account as much as people that are younger than you are the same age. Um, So that has been really difficult, which is why I was so happy that my interns were so willing to listen to some of those ideas that I had for lessons or the clothing drive idea and help me put it together, even though it was so ambitious. Um, It's just, that's because that's a really big challenge. So they made that a lot easier. One thing that I thought was going to be harder, but was actually easier about it is reaching and being able to get that connection with the students that are either the same age or younger than you. Being able to build that bridge and help them through what they need is, has actually been a lot easier for me to accomplish, especially with some of the high schoolers in the program. Like it was really easy for me to be able to talk to them about things that happen in their house that maybe are a little rough at times, not because of the way that their parents do things or whatever, just because it's a new space. And so being able to like build those connections really quickly is something that I thought would be so difficult to do. But when you're with those people that already understand you because they're the same age you are, or look up to you because they're younger, it makes it so much easier to build those connections. 
That makes perfect sense. And I'm also curious, what do you think are some advantages that you would have as a teenager making an impact that let's say an adult wouldn't have? You mentioned earlier the social media piece. And so that really got me thinking, yeah, there's so many aspects that a young leader has sort of a leg up on (laughs) the old ones like me. And so I'm just curious, yeah, do you have any thoughts on that? I do. One thing that no, almost no like older person can understand, but all of the younger people do, is high school sucks right now. School sucks right now. Because of all of the things that have been happening in the world and all of the different things that have been happening in the U.S. that are either like violent or you could talk about COVID and stuff like that. Like it is so challenging to be a teen in 2023. It is so challenging. Not only are the other kids more cruel, but it's just way harder to navigate because you're getting more technology involved in schooling. You're trying to get some teachers to be more hands-on because that's how more people learn nowadays. They don't learn from reading humongous textbooks. They don't learn from writing things a hundred times in a row. They learn from doing something where they can be involved in the way that they're being taught. So being able to see that and try and communicate that to the older population is something that I feel like only people my age can do. And I tried to implement that into my church as a lot of our activities were just watching videos or reading books about the different stories. But when we were able to get in the kitchen and cook something that would lead us to the same thing as we talked about it or doing an art project, it made us all learn about that and keep that in our brains a lot better than if we were just reading or going through it or them lecturing us about it. Yeah, you're right. This generation of high schoolers has had a really unique, you know, we've all been through it with COVID, but it really is a different landscape. And so that that is so true. Okay, my next question. How do you balance being a kid and having fun with the very important work that you're doing for people who truly need it? Because it sounds like yeah, you've got some big, big weight on your shoulders. You're supporting people through really tough things. And while that's has has such an impact, you're also a kid. And so how do you have opportunities to have fun and relax? And how do you balance that? I'm kind of a person that's always like, go, go, go. So for me, I don't really ever just like relax. <laughs> I have fun in the sense of like, I hang out with people that I want to or I go to the movies or mini golfing or whatever but it's definitely for me very spontaneous so as a person that likes things to be very planned out one thing in my life that I think will never be planned out is when I have fun because everything that's planned out so strictly is all of the work or all of the school work or those different things like that all of the different activities that I'm trying to do and work on. So one thing that has stayed very spontaneous and very just like whenever there's time for it or whenever I feel like it in my life has been having fun. And I think that works for me because if I want to 
do work for this entire day, then I do it. But if I want to take a break and have fun with a friend or my family or whatever, I can also do that. And so then it's not so strict and like put together, but it still seems just like I'm doing just as much and like I'm getting all the work accomplished. Sounds like you have it figured out. That's great. Trying. Um, Okay. So what advice would you give to other young leaders? Your first chance to lead should not be going a thousand miles per hour. You got to start slow. You got to build your respect and your trust with the people that you're trying to lead. And you have to get to this place where you feel like you know them as much as they know you. And then you can start doing those bigger and more ambitious activities. But if they don't respect you or they don't trust you, they're not going to listen and be there to be a part and interact and participate in those big activities that you have planned. A lot of teens my age that would try and be a part of this new Faces and Voices program, they would try to lay down the law right away, tell them like, hey, you got to listen, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do that. But if you just give them a little bit of leniency and you try and be like, hey, I understand that you are maybe don't love this activity very much, but if you could just try and make it your own. Like, it's just, you got to try and be flexible with the things that you have planned and the ways you go about your days when you're trying to be a leader. That was great advice. I mean, that's great advice for anybody, any leader of any age. So noted, everybody should listen. Everybody should listen to you. Do you remember your very first leadership role when you were younger? So I was a dancer and a baton twirler for 14 years. I just had to quit recently because I had some knee issues. And so that I would say that was my first leadership role because I have a pretty good memory who they trust to like know what's going on then you have to step in that leader role of like, hey, this person doesn't know it as well as you. Teach them, like help them get there. And so I would say that was my first leadership role. And it did not always go the smoothest, but I think that that is one thing that helped me really learn how to lead like I am now because it didn't always go so smoothly. And you learn from your mistakes and you learn from what things like catch someone's attention and help them actually get to where they need to be with your help better than others. Love it. That is so great. Is there anything that you wish you had advice about from adult leaders? I would say yes. I wish that I had advice about how to catch the attention and grasp the attention of those that have a harder exterior have more of a shell because it is really hard to get to those people in an impactful way when they have their walls up all the time I would say probably yeah like trying to help those people and gain the trust and support and be able to help those people that have those walls up yeah that is a challenge throughout leadership roles and I think it's a balance of both working to help to break down those exteriors and then also realizing that 
sometimes you, you can't, you know, and accepting that we can put so, so much effort. And, you know, if there's a volunteer who just won't let you in or somebody who you could see, oh, I can help you. You know, if you would let me help you, I will be able to help you make things better. If their walls are up, if their guard is up, you, you can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped. And so you could look at like, if you have a circle of energy, a finite num number of hours in the day, a finite amount of energy, you could put a ton of energy into somebody who doesn't really want to be helped or isn't ready yet or isn't open yet. And then you've used up that energy in that. And sometimes you need to say, okay, that person's not ready right now. I'm going to reinvest my energy somewhere else. So it's tough, especially when you know that you have the skills to help. And so I think that that's, for me, one big leadership lesson that I have learned over the years is that just because I see something that I think could be better, or just because I have suggestions or have that thought like, oh, if only they would listen, if only they would try this, make the ask, make the offer, maybe make a second offer. But if they're not open, letting it go and reinvesting my energy elsewhere. So it's tough. It's not a solution to your question, but it is a strategy that you know you have, you are so incredible. You are so incredible. The things that you're doing, I mean, just it's, I'm like subscribed to updates on you forever because you're so amazing. And so I really would encourage you to, if you are hitting a roadblock, to reinvest your energy elsewhere so that you're not slowed down on your amazing trajectory. Okay. I have a few other questions for you. Does anybody come to mind that you could shout out who believed in your ability to lead and your leadership skills that contributed to doing what you're doing now that maybe even believed in your skills before you even did? My mom. I'd say my mom. My mom always knew because we're very, very similar. She always knew that sometimes that part of me that people saw as bossy was going to lead me to be someone who people could look up to and someone who people could see and know that I would help carry them to where they need to be or help them walk to where they need to be. And so I'd probably say my mom because she's someone who understood but also knew that like I could go a lot further than the people who tried to put me down and the people who tried to uh, say that I was bossy and took all of my either constructive criticism or just the way in which I approached things negatively she knew that that could turn into a really positive thing in the future as I learned from some of those experiences. Well, props to your mom. That's awesome. She'll love to hear that. <laughs> so what traits or characteristics do you have that you think make you an excellent leader? I would say my decisiveness. I always know like almost right away, like what is going to go on. I have very strong like emotions or feelings about something and when I make a decision, I stick to it. I don't waver. So like when I had to quit dance, I knew that both my mental health and my physical health were not there anymore. And so I made the decision and I stuck to it. And now I got to do a lot of these other great things this summer. And so it just being able to make some of those decisions and really stick to what you believe in is something that I would say 
makes me a good leader. I really want to encourage you that the work you're doing right now in high school and the things that you're learning right now will really serve you so well in the future. I've gotten to talk with a lot of really amazing leaders, both on this podcast and also just in my work life. And the number of them that talk about jobs they had in high school, clubs they did in their high school, opportunities they had when they were a young adult at camp over the summer, how much that those opportunities that they had as a high schooler and as a young adult completely impacted their trajectory in life, the way that they operate, the skills they have. I mean, really, these are people in their 40s, 50s, 60s who still talk about the opportunities that they had in high school as what led them to having the confidence and the skills to operate a business, run a nonprofit, make a difference in the community, all of that. So I just really want to cheer you on that the things you're doing now are going to have ripple effects for the rest of your life. So it's really fun to hear about your work. And also I want to encourage you to keep at it. So, all right. I have some final wrap up questions for you. Do you personally have one tool or strategy that you use for staying organized? I wouldn't say I have one. I love being organized. I love finding new ways to organize things. I love doing that either in my room or with events that I'm planning or like whatever. So one thing that is like my holy grail that I will do forever is I have a planner that's completely color-coded. So yes, very type A, I know, but my planner is completely color-coded for personal things, my first job, my second job, schoolwork and like test due dates and family events and friend events. It's all in there and I know as soon as I see it, what type of category that fits under so that I can always stay 100% effective and like ahead of the game in how I do things because I hate procrastination. So I want to stay ahead of things and on my toes as much as possible. So what color was the podcast interview? (laughs) The podcast interview was pink because pink means me. So it's like something personal. And I was like, I am going to put it as pink because it's definitely not blue or purple. It's not family or friends. (laughs) And my first job's, my first job is green, but that one's working at a restaurant. And so like that doesn't really fit the bill. And my second job is orange. So that, I feel like that doesn't really fit the bill either, even though it's like having to do with it. So I was like, I'm going to put this one as pink. I love a good system. That is great. This is a leadership podcast, so you're in good company (laughs) with the type A organized uh, uh, color-coded calendars. So that's great. All right. My last question for you. If you had a day off, totally off from your jobs, from your internship, from your clubs, all of that, and you could not accomplish any tasks, that's the one rule, no tasks. What is one activity you would do and one place that you would go to get something to eat? One activity that I would do is I'd probably go mini golfing. I'm obsessed with it. I love it so much. If there's ever a day where I'm hanging out my with my friends and we're doing something spontaneous, it's going to be mini golfing or going to the mall. So I'd probably say I'd go mini golfing or I'd get a mani-pedi because I love those too. So I'd probably do either one of those activities. 
hopefully with a friend, and then a place to eat. I'd probably say a place I haven't tried yet. Mm. So a lot of the times when I'm like really busy, I go to the same place a lot. So I'd probably go to like an Italian or American restaurant that I haven't tried yet. That sounds like a lovely day. And I know that you book yourself very tightly and you have lots and lots of responsibilities, but I hope that you get a day off like that sometime, sometime soon. Oh, I have one more question. Mm -hmm. Do you know what Mm -hmm. things look like for you after high school? You're going to be a senior. So I know that's like the dreaded question, but do you know what type of work that you'd like to do in the world or what your next steps look like? Yeah. So I've actually, again, with the fitting with the type A plan, I have known what I wanted to do since I was five years old. And it has, like I said, very decisive. It has not wavered. So I am hoping I applied for college, like, I think five or six days ago. Oh. Um, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but I'm hoping to go to college to become a math teacher. And I want to, I'm hoping to accomplish changing the curriculum of math so it's more interactive. So it's less, I show you how to do an example of the problem, then you do that problem 10 times on a piece of paper, then you go home and you do it again. Math is always something that's been understood for me. Like I understand it easily, but if I didn't understand it easily, I would never have gone anywhere with math. And I, I don't think I would have been like, I wouldn't have had half the GPA that I do because math is so hard for a lot of students. Mm -hmm. So finding a way to make that more interactive, more hands-on in a way that a bigger population of students will at least like it and enjoy it is one of my biggest goals. I have absolutely no doubt that you are going to accomplish that and more. I I will I can envision someday seeing your name on a stage somewhere teaching about this new way of teaching math or talking about your organization that you founded or who even knows. You're you are going to do so many amazing things. We don't live in the same city, but if you're ever in Madison, I would love to connect with you in person take you out to coffee, hear more about what you have coming up. And truly, if there's any way that I can ever help you accomplish any of your goals, I am 100% behind you. And I am so excited to see all the amazing things that you do in the world. All right. If somebody wants to get a hold of you because they want to offer you a job or want to ask you to help lead an organization, what is the best way for people to do that? I would probably say either email like Instagram DM or text message. Okay. But the best way to get in touch with me in a way that like I'm for sure to look at it, no matter who it is, is probably email. Because text message, I tend to look past the ones that I don't know the people. (laughs) Fair enough. That's probably a good idea. Well, we can link your email in the show notes and we'll link the video, like I mentioned, about the project that you did and your organizations that you work with in the show notes. Um, Thank you so much for talking with me, Elena. Yeah, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next time with another awesome interview. Follow the Leaders is produced by Lit Path Studios and music is by Shane Ivers. You can hear more about this show and all the other podcasts at Lit Path Studios by going to www.litpathstudios.com.